Welcome to this week's FoxCast. I'm Sonny Fox, and this week it's the one and only Dave Attell. One of the greatest stand-up comics I've ever seen on stage. I hope you enjoy it. This was recorded some years ago, just after Dave's Insomniac show on Comedy Central had been uh, reached the end of its run and went into reruns. And uh, Dave, believe me, I've seen him recently, hasn't changed a bit. Here's Dave Attell. Hello, Dave, first of all. What's happening, guys? How's everything How's everything on your end? I'm a little hungover, so. Well, no shit. <laughs> right? I don't a know man, what it was, man. A man who does jelly, uh, jello shooters or shots for a living. Yes. First of all, I got to tell you, I went to Google you. Yeah. I mean, you're a very private man. I am. Other than I'm a complicated you're... man. <laughs> I'm the kind of guy who's done blow off the... Uh, <laughs> I can do blow to Christian rock. I mean, I've done heroin to the soundtrack to Seventh Heaven. I mean, I'm complicated. Yeah. But, but, nice. but let's start at the beginning. You are 1993's New York Magazine's comedy pick of the year. Yeah, and you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that was done, the last year I had hair. Yeah, I was going to say, you haven't done shit since. <laughs> I haven't done anything. It's been very slow, fellas. When did you decide to go uh, with a shaved head, by the way? Was that that year, I, I, honestly? Uh, I think it was um, right after. See, I used to have a different look. I used to like... I used to love to just walk around wearing a turban, you know, in front of the monuments and stuff. And then that kind of went out, you know. It was too code orange. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go with it, man. I'm going to Vin Diesel it. All you got to do is read your website to find out if you didn't know already. You're quite the wise ass. There was a thing down here that said, here's the galaxy of photos. So, so I click. I on, gotta update this. I click on this one fucking picture. And it's him. It's him in front of a cardboard cutout. I gotta put new photos up there because I, uh, I've been really. Uh, I'm not really good with the computer, you know. That's my problem. I got a feeling you have some disdain for those people who subscribe to Entertainment Weekly. I mean. You know, <laughs> no, no. I'm trying to get like a. I'm trying to be so professional by getting people like uh, my website is new Dave at davidtell.com. So I'm trying to get people on like my you know like email thing and you know whatever. But it always just turns into porn. I mean, <laughs> let's face some facts. And I know you guys enjoy the midget porn, don't you? Oh yeah, sure. Because I was watching some midget porn. Let's just talk about this for oh, okay, just right. a quick second here. <laughs> Great. First of all, people put it down, but you know what? If you play it backwards, it looks like childbirth, and you're like, "Oh Lord, it's a it's a boy," and now he's smoking a cigar. And um, I'm watching the midget porn, and, and check this out, right? The chick uh, in the in the movie, the actress, she looks at the midget, she starts laughing at him, and he pulls down his pants. He whips out about 13 inches of midget slong. Oh, is that true? I thought it was a leg. Honestly. Oh, you it wasn't uh, like special effects or No, anything. no, no. I was looking for toes on the end of that. It was all real deal. <laughs> she gets this look on her face. The girl's like, "Oh, fuck, I've been punked." She thought it was going to be a cakewalk. Hello? Are you yeah, there? Yes. <laughs> I'm beating off, do you oh, mind? You. <laughs> My midget buddy wants to be a weatherman, but there'll never be a midget weatherman. No one would believe them. A flood is coming. Yeah to you. What, did someone leave a faucet on or some shit? We call my midget buddy Baby Shoes because he's got tiny little feet. And he calls me Horse Cock Johnson because four inches is pretty big to a midget. Ah, uh, me and Baby Shoe. We do everything together except seesaw because that really wouldn't be fair to him. The other day, me and Baby Shoes, my midget buddy, we're hanging around my house, thinking of ways to turn my garage into a crystal meth lab. You know, 
guy shit. All of a sudden, he gets up off my bed, repels down the phone cord to the floor, and goes, hey, man, I gotta get going, I'm late. Then he starts running and running. Have you ever seen a midget in a hurry? Well, you'd know if you had, because they don't slowly get smaller like you and me. They just disappear right away. And then there's a beautiful rainbow. He was late for work, for work. If I was a midget man, I'd be constantly late. I'd come in hours late. My boss would be all pissed off. Where were you? Why were you late? I'm trying to run a chocolate factory around here. What's going on? Until... I'd be like, why was I late? Look at these little legs! There was a puddle, I had to swim it, fucker! Oh my God, I'm sorry, I thought I had a parrot on my shoulder. You ever get that? Nothing, nothing. I wish I had a parrot, I really do. And I wouldn't teach them dirty words or songs, no. I would teach them uh, phone numbers and addresses and recipes. I, I use it more like a Palm Pilot, you know? Or I teach them things that might save my life, you know, like information, like, in case of an earthquake, get in the doorway. No one has freckles on their ass. Use a condom. Thank you, Parrot. Here's a grape. One of the things on your website also caught my eye, advice for young comedians. Yeah. You know, it says here, I've been getting a lot of email from aspiring comedians, blah, blah. And you said here, if you want to spend your life going from airport to, to strip club to ATM back to masturbate in your hotel room, it's a great life. It is. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I put that up there because people would email, email me all the time like, Dave, can you help me out? I want to be a con. And I go like, there really is no advice, as you know from all the comics you talk to. It's different for everybody, so there's really sure. no advice. But people always think there's like a shortcut or something. Right. You know, I'm like, uh, well, there really isn't, and they'll still keep emailing me. But sometimes I get uh, emails from kids who are like 16, like, I want to be a comic. I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, I don't think you should be emailing a bald drunk guy. All right? <laughs> you're a little naive. Doug Stanhope did a special with us a month or so ago. I he's my favorite comic. You know I, that, right? I know. He's on your website now. But uh, we asked him basically the same question about being a comic. And I'm sorry, Mr. Attell, but he went into some depth as to what kind of liver is the best to buy. <laughs> 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 yeah, the oven mitt and the wood. Oh, he had it down, you know. Doug is uh, probably one of the best known unknown comics in the country uh if you uh, see doug stanhope in your town and you're cool you should check him out but if you're like have any kind of political correctness don't go see him because he'll just infuriate you oh the, his last cd came out and i was listening to the tracks gonna put him on the air right because we're not censored here at all i know that's this is cool man this is the last holdout well or the first anyway the uh uh, on his one of the tracks, have you heard his whole new CD yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I know he puts out a CD like every eight months. Well, every CD has to have something about procreation on it. You know, he uh -huh. hates he hates the Catholics that have too many babies, and uh, <laughs> and he went into a whole thing. It was really, I mean, I'm a I'm a pretty liberal guy, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes into the whole thing about abortion, the whole thing, and how him and his uh, wife uh, had to get one once, and you know, and yeah, and uh, you know, he's he 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 understands, he sympathizes with those people. He had to think it over. It was the decision to make. And they got an abortion. 
<laughs> he goes, we didn't get one because it was a risk to her health. He says, I just wanted to feel what it was like to kill a baby. <laughs> and I thought, How can you not love that? <laughs> like, How can you not go to a club with your date, sitting there eating chicken fingers and love that shit? Oh, speaking of the priesthood, let's talk about that for a bit. What? There is a problem in the priesthood. You know what I'm talking about. These little kids will not keep their mouths shut. And I think it's wrong. Come on, Denver. Pick a side. You want to know the saddest part? These kids don't want to go to church to begin with. It's boring. It's not like when you're molested at camp. Now there's excitement. Yep. You're outdoors and you learn shit. Like, hey, I was molested, but now I know how to canoe. All right. Don't get me wrong. I think God loves everyone. I just don't think he or she loves everyone at the same time. That's how bad things happen. Well, God's doing great things, making the crops grow and the flowers bloom, making a butterfly land on a retarded boy's head, <laughs> making him feel special and alive. He's letting you get fist fucked out of camp. Fuck you, what did you expect to hear about road rules or some shit? That's wrong. That's just wrong. That's a rowdy devil's brigade tonight. I don't worship the devil, everyone, okay? I do agree with a lot of the things he tells me, but I do not worship him. I believe in some aspects like voodoo. Anybody voodoo here? No? Yeah. You know, that's a type of medicine, voodoo? Yeah. Let's say, God forbid, you come down with a disease that only voodoo can cure. All right? Let's say you're drunk, you walk out of here, it's a full moon, you kick a midget, the next day you wake up, you have a tail. Now, what do you do? <laughs> voodoo. Voodoo. <laughs> Thank you. That joke has never worked. Thank you. Yeah. I was struck by lightning one time. Anybody struck by lightning? That's weird. Or as I call it, God's drive-by shooting. <laughs> You're just walking out of a gay bookstore, minding your own business, and all of a sudden, kaflooey. A lot of people think if you get struck by lightning, you will get magic powers, like the ability to read minds or shoot lightning. Not me. I got the ability to shake on the ground and shit my pants. <laughs> Will I use it for good or evil? I don't know. Stay tuned. Let's talk about drugs now. I used to do a lot of drugs, but that was way back there. And I'll tell you. I took acid, have you ever? Acid? Yeah. I took it with my friend Terry. He lives in my eyebrow. We went to play miniature golf on acid. Putt-putt on acid. What a mistake. For three days, I thought I was the king of that little town. I was like, hello. Hello, putt-putt people. You in the windmill, let me use your bathroom. Come on, you Dutch prick, let me in. And like all good drug stories, it always ends with officer, the cuffs are hurting me. What's the most abused drug in this country? What do you think it is? Go ahead. No, aspirin, aspirin. 
because it works. It does everything, headaches, right? Takes away the headache from the hangover, thins the blood, it's good for arthritis. I think on the bottle of aspirin, they should just put what aspirin won't do. Aspirin will not bring a hooker back to life. So stop taking it. Roll her up in the carpet. I guess what I'm trying to say is I want to have a family. I really want children. Not because I like children, I just want to name something, okay? I'd rather have a boat, because you can name a boat. And a boat doesn't get in trouble like a child. It doesn't do drugs or get arrested or go away to Burning Man and come home and say, Daddy, I'm no longer a boat, I think I'm a fairy. It doesn't do that. If I had a kid, I'd give him a name that would make everyone want to say his name. I'd call him Pizza Pussy Santa. I would. Because everybody likes one of those things. Dave Attell is our guest. By the way, what is the best fast food you've ever encountered at a comedy club? Because you mentioned chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. Uh, I, I think it's the, uh, what is it, the nine-layer nachos. That's cool. It's kind of like, um, it's half meal, half like air. Air, airplane crash site. You're like digging down through stuff. What is the funniest uh, name of a club you ever worked at? Uh, the Winded Fag. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a seafood place? <laughs> the Winded Fag. Yeah, it's a gay bar on a hill called the Winded Fag. <laughs> You've done uh, Insomniac for how many years? It seems like it's about 12 years, but I think it was uh, two and a half, three years. Now, you're, you're. I was going to say, you sing the theme, but if you want to call that singing. Yeah, I'm so it's kind like of like the, a Stephen Hawkins. Kind of. well, yeah, or no, the Rex Harrison uh, school of vocals. But the uh, did you did you have anything to do with writing that song? Yeah, I wrote, I wrote it with uh, what's his name Bob Golden. He does all the music on that show, uh-huh. and uh, he's he's a cool dude too. So he said, "I want you to sing the song," and I was like, "All right, uh, that'll be cool." Um, and uh, people like it for some reason. <laughs> I think it's an anthem for a generation. I'm now, the next Hillary Duff. You're only guy. You you got to be a lot of people's hero. I mean, you make a great living out of running around the world, uh, getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting stoned. What was it? Ho- Amsterdam. You did a show over there. Yeah, they still now, what was the, over there. What was the score? They couldn't show you actually on camera taking a hit. Or what? Yeah, because at Comedy Central, you know, they have their own standard and practice things, and uh, they don't want you. They don't want you smoking pot. They just don't want to see you actually smoking it. So I think I, I don't think I'm the first guy to do this, but uh, there's been people on the air who like they'll show it coming out of their nose, but they won't show them, um, uh, you know, smoking it. So it's, it's kind of weird. Now, as long as we're on that subject, what other ridiculous things, in your opinion, have Comedy Central edited out that you've done on Insomniac? Um, there's a lot of stuff. Like, we were in Germany, uh-huh. where we're hanging out in Germany with the troops. But we go to Berlin, and we go to a sex club. And there was a scene where, like, a guy's spanking his lady's ass, you know, just like, she's into it, he's into it. And I go, hey, can I play through? And, like, I spank her ass, like, once, you know, like, kind of like, you know, a gentleman, you know, like, may I have one? So I hit her ass. And they cut that out. They're like, no, that's not good. I'm like, well, can't you just blur it out? They're like, no, no, we want it out completely. So now it looks like just me and this dude are talking, you know? Like, it's supposed to be a sex club. 
Now, wait a minute. Are they worried about your image or what? No, I, I think they're just worried about the FCC, you know? <laughs> really? Spanking you know, yeah. is now prohibited, huh? <laughs> when we do these hour specials, it takes even longer, so we have to go over there for a, a couple of uh, you know a couple of days and bang them out. But usually, you know, we, we shoot all night for as long as it takes. And, you know, sometimes that has to do with the people who don't want us to come. You know, like they'll say, can you come tomorrow and we'll go tomorrow. And, you know, a lot of uh, weather issues, you know, wherever we go, it, it always starts snowing or freezing or something yeah like i was that. gonna say I, I i found it hard to believe that all of a sudden at two in the morning you said hey let's ride out to the sewage plant and right uh, and have no, some but fun. it is at two in the morning i mean all that stuff is true i mean we, we are there late and if anything it's harder to do do it the way we do it than in one night i mean like we're just out for like days and days sometimes you always it, picture you always picture you in front of the sunrise leaving yeah, now, that's got to be a quick take because you only got so much light right right yeah now, sometimes we have to just like uh you know Wing it. <laughs> I love it. There was one episode ended where you did this whole big spiel just when the bus came by. And I thought, you had to do that in one take because the, <laughs> the bus comes by and stops, you know. And by the way, whatever happened to you, there was one episode you went, were taking off on a snowmobile. It looked like you lost control of yeah, it. Yeah, I almost killed myself there because there's no, we have no security or any of that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, we have no stunt people. So it's really just me. In the, if you look at the first couple of episodes, like I was driving out of town a lot of times. Right. And then I was like, you know, this is not the right message where I'm drinking all night and then I drive away. <laughs> you know, you know, we got kids watching it. So then after a while we, we changed it, you know. Oh so, yeah, better on a snowmobile, right? Yeah, it was like, I'm on a snowmobile, I'm driving a train, you know. The scariest one was... Uh, in um, Charleston, West Virginia, where we uh, got access to this uh, train. We were like, oh, this is so cool, so we'll leave town on it. But it was like a runaway train. Like, they can't stop once they start. So, like, the crew is trying to shoot me talking, um, you know, on this moving train. So they'd have to shoot it, and they're like, we didn't get it. So then they, then they drive down to, like, the next clearing. And it was just, like, this weird thing where, like, I think we're going to hit my own crew in their car, you know, in the crossing. Well, I've got kind of an odd look. I've got kind of like a Andre Agassi with a drinking problem kind of look. And um, I actually shaved my head one time because I thought it would make me look tough, you know, like a bouncer or Israeli or... Um, and this woman came up to me, she's like, you know what, you look like a gigantic baby. <laughs> and I'm like, wah, I want some pussy, wah! Bring on the pussy. Mm. Yep. There's some problems in this country, you know what I'm talking about. Even as we're all sitting here, somewhere out there somewhere, girls are going wild. Have you seen that tape? I like to play it backwards because then it looks like the girls have learned their lesson. Being a drunk tramp isn't for me. Miss, give it a chance. I just got up here. For you listening at home, there's people already leaving. I, I can't believe it. I didn't know you were in Girls Gone Wild. I'm sorry about that. Drink it up, people. Drink it up. Yep. Here's some drinking tips. Never get drunk when you're wearing a hooded sweatshirt. Because you will eventually think there's someone right behind you. Here's something else I've learned drunk. There's no way ever to talk your way out of wiping your ass on someone's pillow. Even if you yell surprise. Own up to it, be a man. 
You ever black out when you're drinking, or as I call it, time travel? Yeah. You're in a bar, you're drinking, you black out. You wake up, you're in another bar. You're drinking, you black out. You wake up, you're in McDonald's. Working there about three years, still not assistant manager. You want to quit, but you're banging that girl on the fry later. They say she's retarded, but those titties ain't retarded. Oh. I'm sorry, is that an Eminem tune? I don't know. Yeah. You guys are drunk too, this is good. Where are the drunks? Here? Where are they? Yeah. How about the potheads? Are the potheads around here? There you go. We finally meet. The drunks and the potheads, they rarely get together except on that show Blind Date. Now I'm a drinker, man. There's only one drink I don't like. Eggnog. How did they think that up? I want to get a little drunk, but I also want some pancakes. <laughs> Do you know what eggnog really is? You're not going to want to hear it, but I'll tell you. Elf cum, that's what it is. You might as well pour it on your back and slap yourself on the ass. But I don't want to tell you how to live your life, all right? You do what you do, all right? All the great writers were alcoholics, am I right? Hemingway, that other guy. Where are the great pothead writers? I'm sure they're out there, but do you really want to read a whole book by a pothead? 500 pages on why if you put a hat and glasses on a dog, it looks like he could drive a truck. Nobody cares. But I think pot should be legal, I do. And I think if your cousin is super hot, you should be able to fuck one time. All right, I took it a little too far, sorry. Now, one of the things about Insomniac is the editing is really tight. Yeah. I mean, you, you throw out a one-liner, and uh, do you have anything to do with the, the technical end of that? No, uh, we learned early on that I should not be in on the edit, only towards the end. Because <laughs> uh, Nick McKinney, he was the one who, who kind of helped shape it. And, you know, if it was up to me, I really would have, like, I would have, I would never have, like, gotten as much uh, show out of it. I would have been like, let's keep it incredibly real. Like, I leave the club, and then you can see me walking for, like, right. an hour. You know, then I'm looking for a ride, you know. Well, but, uh, well, a lot of things you say, you're sitting at a bar and you got some toothless doofus sitting there and you do make some smart-ass remark, which is really funny. It cuts away. But has that ever, uh, the part that we don't see after the remark, gotten you into trouble? Anything you said to people? No, well, what we did on the show, because this was the way I wanted to do it, this was like uh, when the show came out, it was a lot of people who were like on punk. You know, people were into like punk and all these kind of like, put down shows and you know right. tom green and the jackass people so it's like i only want people on the show if they want to be on it i don't want to fool anybody i want to tell them exactly what we're doing and i only want to go places that'll let us in i don't want to like sneak in anywhere i don't want to do this and that right. and uh i think people picked up on that especially the bar people because uh for the first season of that show nobody really knew about it except for the bar people and they were the ones who like kind of spread the word to the truckers and they of course got the Vietnam vets involved so it was like all the fringe people the cool fringe people and then uh, like a year later I saw a lot of college kids I'm like uh oh it's over 
<laughs> Once I see good-looking college kids, they think right. like, you you're know, trendy. spring break. Yeah, you're trendy. There'll be a Dave Attell line of clothing before you know it. <laughs> this is when the fun happens, late. You ever hang out all night long and then you go home a little early? Then you get that call the next day. You know that call. You should have hung out, man. What happened? Oh. <laughs> ten minutes after you left. It's always ten minutes after you leave when all the fun shows up. Like the fun mobiles a block behind you at all times. Full of strippers and midgets and balloons and every type of fun imaginable. Ten minutes after you left, the Dixie Chicks broke in and fucked everybody. Even the fat boy with asthma wearing the Babylon 5 t-shirt got a hand job. And it's never gonna happen again. After I heard that, I started to cry. Mostly because I sat on my balls. Have you ever done that? So I travel a lot. I hate traveling, I guess because my dad used to beat me with a globe. <laughs> Stay with me. Some things are the same wherever you go. Like if it feels like more than two fingers, it's probably a dick. Mmm, <laughs> the jury's out. The crowd is divided on that one. I was in Dayton, Ohio. You ever been there? Yeah? You know what's a fun thing to do there? Pack up and get the fuck out of there. It's boring. During the day, we played the game of horseshoes. Have you ever played that game? Yeah. That must have been invented before fun, because it's not. There's only two ways for that game to end. Either this sucks, let's do something else, or ow, you hit me with the horseshoe. You ruined my night vision. Here's a travel tip. Never ever pack when you're high. You get there, you open your bag, nothing matches. For the whole trip, all you have to wear is a Hawaiian shirt, an oven mitt, and a lava lamp. That's all you got. The rest of the bag is full of cookie dough and Hot Wheels trucks. And for some reason, an anal thermometer. I didn't even know they still made those. You know, they got a luggage store in the airport, a place to buy a piece of luggage. How late do you have to be for a flight? Where you're like, fuck it, just grab a pile of shit. We'll get a bag at the airport. Put on a few layers and we'll figure it out at the airport. And bring a poncho. I fly all the time, you know. In fact, I have a nickname in the airport. They call me Random Bag Check. Because I look like a terrorist, you know? In fact, the security guy goes, he goes, you know, you should look less threatening when you fly. Less threatening. What am I supposed to do? Walk around holding a balloon in a Hello Kitty lunchbox? I'm going on the fly fly. How do these freaks get on our airplanes? Can't they tell they're up to no good when they call up to get a seat like you and me? I mean, really. Hello. Hey, I'd like to make a reservation. 
Oh, no, one way. <laughs> Inside joke. My name, hold on, please. Joe. That's a J as in Jehada. Oh, as in overthrow your government. If you're afraid of terrorism, the way to go is by bus. Have you ever been to a bus station? It's freaky, huh? People walking around dirty, filthy, wearing rags, babbling, shaking. No terrorist will take out a bus station. They get down, they look around, they're like, damn, someone's already done this, bitch. <laughs> I'm sitting in the bus station, minding my own business, reading Tada Magazine, a magazine by and for gay magicians. But that's another story. Guy comes up to me, he's only got one tooth, just one, and he's not even taking good care of it. You figure when you're down to your last tooth, it's your baby in a bit. Not this fucker. He's like, hey man, can I help you? I'm like, help me do what? Remember to brush and floss regularly or give a prison blowjob? What? He's like, no man, I thought you needed directions. Hey, you know, if I need directions, I'm not asking a man with one tooth. I'm asking a man with one leg. Because he definitely knows the easiest way to get there. <laughs> yup, if there's a shortcut, that one-legged fucker knows where it is. You won't be hopping fences, neither. I'm sorry, but I love a one-legged man. That is a good look. So manly. A one-legged man, he always looks like he's going to kick your ass, but then he'd fall down and you'd have him. He always looks like he's come a long way to tell you something really important. Come over here. Listen. Listen. It's slippery outside. Trust me, I only got one leg. Now turn me. East. That guy's got information. You see a guy with one tooth, what does he know? Nothing. Um, taffy is delicious. I love taffy. Hey, can you help me start this apple? Come on, help me out. All the drinking on Insomniac, what's your favorite booze, personally? Well, I'd have to say it would be Jaeger, because that's kind of the opposite of eggnog. And um, <laughs> if you look at it, it kind of looks like a chess set, the two of them set up against each other. But uh, no, I like Jameson whiskey chilled. I think that's a kind of smooth Ooh. ride for me. That's a, little, that's a little fancy for the show, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, top shelf. <laughs> yeah, we only do that on the specials. By the way, that Japanese special, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I'm probably completely wrong, but it didn't look like you had a whole hell of a lot of fun. Did you or didn't you? Yeah, that was a that was a hard one to do because uh, Japan, Tokyo especially, is a twenty four hour town. So, you know, if you go over there, you got to be prepared for like hardcore, you know, fun. And it was cool that we ran into uh, you know that penis festival. Did you see that? Yes, <laughs> that was cool. Because that, that that's something that I think we should get going here in the states, where people walk around town uh, carrying a gigantic uh, like twelve foot penis. <laughs> well, I like that channel, that all night porn channel. Uh, the TV station, mm -hmm. uh, which was interesting because while watching Insomniac, we were watching you and the other guy look at a screen that was pixelated. 
and, and having a great yeah, time. Because right? <laughs> we, we weren't even allowed to show uh, that. We weren't even allowed to show two guys looking at like blurred porn. You know, they're like so worried about that kind of stuff. See, uh, there was so much stuff going on in in uh, Japan because they're really into their kinky porno there. I mean, like they have all these crazy shows. <laughs> they have a show over there where a dude, where they set up a guy with a transsexual, oh. and uh, he thinks it's a woman, but it's really a man, <laughs> and he has sex with her. And then afterwards they go, you know what? You just had sex with a man. And he's like, oh, I've been punked. He's just like that. I mean, he's like, oh, I can't believe I just broke one of God's laws. You know? It's funny. Have you ever gotten into a fight with all these bars you went to? Uh, only in my real life, not in not on the show. Because on the show, I try and keep it very uh, low-key, you know, like uh, with the people. But when they see me out and I'm not shooting the show now, like people always want to drink and all that stuff. And I can't drink all the drinks, so... You know, I'm like, hey, man, no, it's cool. I'm not shooting tonight. They get kind of angry at me. So how much pussy do you really get when you're out? Yeah. Uh, I don't get that much. You know, it's, it's a lot of cock blocking going on. <laughs> if we could take some of these cock blocks and have them work on the airports and the borders, I think no one will ever get through. It'll be great. You're obviously a single man. Right? Yes, I'm looking for some action. Yeah, but what is the best town? You've been, Dave Attell, you've been everywhere. Well, for what? what? For What's uh, the best women town? or yeah. for booze? Or, or, or confused young men. Confusion, man, yes. <laughs> well, in the States, it's probably Vegas or New Orleans, and in, in um, overseas, it's Brazil. Because that place is just awash with whores, I mean. Really? Yeah, just the, the hottest-looking whores you've ever seen in your life. I mean, Write this down, Brazil. They're like, every, every girl there's like <laughs> Jessica Alba, you know. Okay, on the other end of the scale, what town have you noticed is a, is a, is a haven for ugly women? Yeah, uh, Fallujah. Let me tell you something. There's some scab. There's some skanks rolling around that town. What was her name? Uh, I think it was. Uh, you know, uh, no, I don't know. I mean, like every town always has its hot, hot women, and you know, it's usually if you find where the hot girls are, then you know where the bands are because women love bands. So you know, that's what it is. Comics are very low down on the pecking order there. We're like two steps below Vegas magician in terms of pussy. So. Oh, God. You ever make fun of someone so much you think you should thank them for all the good times you've had? <laughs> I've got a midget friend, an albino friend, and another friend who thinks Lord of the Rings is real. <laughs> Together we call ourselves the unfuckables. Now... Coming this fall to Fox, the Unfuckables. <laughs> People are so defensive, especially women, you know. Come on, ladies. I offered a girl a Tic Tac one time. You know what she says to me? She goes, oh, do I need one? Is it my breath? Do you think I need one? I'm like, I'm just trying to be nice. If I was going to give you something you need, it would be mustache wax and a T-shirt that says one cock at a time, all right? <laughs> wow. Wow. I think it's hard for you ladies, you know, because you go see these movies and you think these Brad Pitts and Will Smiths and Leonardo DiCaprio-Cox are going to come waltzing off the screen into your life, taking out all fancy to like an Olive Garden or Pizzeria Uno or something and make love to you with a condom without fingering your asshole and then call you within a week. Well, wake up! They don't have the time. I do. I'm getting old, people, I'll tell you that. By this age, I'm 37. Yeah, I am. There you go. Yeah, well, see me after the show then. <laughs>
All right. By this age, I didn't think I'd be doing comedy. I thought I'd be living in Hawaii, driving a red sports car with my black friend who flies a helicopter. <laughs> solving murders. Anybody got tattoos here? Tattoos? You do? Cool, what do you got? A bird. That's neat. Tells us something about you, right? You like animals? Where is it? It's on your back, cool. Now, tattoos are great because they don't belong on your body, but you put them there to say something about yourself. Like, I met this girl, let's call her some dumb skank. Now, she had tattoos. All over her body. Even around her cooch, yes! On one side, a palm tree, and on the other, a sunset. Like it was on vacation or something. But tattoos are cool. What do you got? How about scars? You got scars. All right, I think you're looking for the Women's Outreach Program. That's down the street. Good luck. Oprah will be with you in a moment. Tattoos are cool because, you know, they don't belong on your body, but you put it there to say something about yourself. You know, much like my rolls of fat. You see that? That shit does not belong on a human body. And I put it there to say something about me. I don't like fruit. I don't like it. Long bike ride, I'm out. Hot dog eating contest, I'm listening, yeah. So my friends want me to start jogging. You know, that's the way to lose weight. I'm not into jogging. Not because I'm against the jogging. It's just that joggers are always the ones that find the dead body. <laughs> you never find a dead body when you're sitting at home eating ice cream, watching porno, do you? <laughs> I was changing porno tapes and I saw a foot. <laughs> I dropped the lube and called the cops. Now everybody's doing yoga. That's not for me, no. If I want my legs behind my head, I'll just go to jail, you know? <laughs> Welcome to Oz, bitch. <laughs> I smoke cigarettes too, I know that's wrong, but hey, what can you do, right? They're getting expensive, aren't they? Yeah. I live in New York City, eight bucks a pack. Yeah. Every time I buy a pack, I'm thinking for another two, I could be smoking crack. <laughs> But there are times when you need a cigarette. Like after you make love. After you make love to a beautiful woman or a confused young man. You need a cigarette. You don't make hot love and go, woo, that was amazing. Would you like some Skittles? Uh, how about a Jolly Rancher? Give me an onion, a shoelace, and a Mr. Coffee, and I'll make you some hobo chili. Don't get me wrong, I like to cuddle. But there's such a fine line between cuddling and holding someone down so they can't get away. Are you into any kinky sex at all? I mean, is there anything David Tell likes? Well, let he me just, just say He doesn't want thing. to admit. I like, I like my ladies to have a good time, too. So on the first date, and it might be too forward, but on the first date, I usually get them a vibrator and a video camera. 
<laughs> and <laughs> how sweet. And whatever gets on the net gets on the net. But no, I, I yeah, I'm like a, I guess I'm I'm not like a freak. I guess I don't know. You know, I'm into you know DPs and you know girl on girl action. You know, I'm I'm a normal guy. It's pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there's nothing you've ever done you wouldn't be ashamed to admit. No, oh, well, I'm sure there's plenty, but uh, <laughs> you're no. not going to do it here. Right? <laughs> Thank God for drinking. <laughs> but I'm not like a freak. Like you know, I can only come if you, uh, you know, if you uh, hold me. No, I'm not like. <laughs> I thought you were going to say put your finger in my ass, but oh, I guess well, who hasn't done that? <laughs> I mean, come on, it makes you feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the about... difference between a free fall and a static line jump. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> we're talking to Dave Attell. What about food? You're a world traveler. Any towns you like to eat at more than anything oh, else? Oh, Brazil is good too, man. They got a lot of great meat down there. Great meat? Yeah, they have like because they have beef, lots of good beef there, and it's not that you know, um, what should we call it, E. coli stuff. It's like real, like like the like the animal is like right over there, and then you're eating it. It's not like in the states. You know? I want that one. Yeah, <laughs> like you can see what you're eating. Really. Now, you've done some films. By the way, uh, of all your accomplishments, I think my personal favorite, to Dave, is uh, Bakery Ben. Remember him? You remember oh, ba- right, right. I do. Yeah, I do know that. Bakery Ben was a character you did a voice of for Dr. Katz. I thought Dr. Katz was a great series. That was a cool show, yeah. It really was. Now, how did that work? Did they, you guys go in and ad-lib and they drew the cartoon to what you said? Yeah, what they would do is you would go in there and you would... Um You'd give him your material. You would talk to uh, Katz, you know, uh, what's his name? Dr. Katz. And um, then they would animate it to that, the squiggle animation, which is uh, pretty cool. And, you know, you'd always leave like you felt like you were being raped. Like, I just gave him 20 minutes of my act, and now it's a cartoon. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, they built a whole uh, personality on your stage act. I thought it was brilliant. I think it's great, because you know what? A cartoon can say anything, like South Park and stuff like that. Right. But if you're a live man, you can't. So now they're sucks. they're running South Park uncensored after one a.m. Yeah, I want to do stand up after one a.m. on Comedy Central. That would be great, man. Really? Uncensored. Well, how about yeah. getting the, uh, uh, letting us get you uh, record you somewhere on the East Coast? That would be cool. I'd do that, man. That would be great. Yeah, because it's you know a lot of people uh, the only uh, radio exposure people would get with those wacky morning shows. You know? Yeah. Now this <laughs> yeah. is the way it should be because as you all know, like comics, especially on morning radio, you know, like we're hungover. You know, we smell of whores, and like we have to do all this kind of clean, you know, material. And then the people come down to the show, and they're like, "Hey, he's not talking about a wheelbarrow like he did on radio. He's talking about fucking a midget in a wheelbarrow." I'm, I'm incensed, you know. So, uh, you know, this is this is the way it should be, man. And we should do comedy in different places, like especially since you guys want to do it rough. We should do it like in slaughterhouses and stuff, and. No, just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now you've gone too far. See, Doug and I were working on a show. Um, it's a new show. It's kind of like, do you remember that like kids say the darndest things? Right. Well, on our show, we just go to kids and tell them they're adopted and there's no Santa. <laughs> and uh, we catch their reactions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, is there any slapping around at all for, uh, for a finale? No, no, we, we don't try. We just uh, emotionally uh, you know, <laughs> give them a hard time. We, no, there's no touching at all. We <laughs> talked to Doug about doing uh, something on the radio, but as far as we got was uh, we were going to put a, a hide a mini disc recorder on him and have him hit the bar after the club. That'd be day. great. And he, he said he told us he he sent his girlfriend in one time with a hidden mic into the women's room mm-hmm. to to hear women dumping on him. Oh, they he, hated him. Huh? He, thought, he thought it was great. It was <laughs> that would be a great show, the women's room. <laughs> the women's room with <laughs> Who David knows what's Tell. Going on in there? 
Well, David, tell you're a great guy. <laughs> and Dude, I really want to do that, though. I want to do some, uh, you know, if you guys ever see me out in the clubs, we should hang. All right, David, tell. Thanks so much. All right, guys. David Tell on this week's Foxcast. I'm Sonny Fox. We hope you enjoyed that. Another one next week. It'll be a surprise as usual. If you like it, tell your friends. Tell them to go to sunnyfox.podbean.com. That's S-O-N-N-Y-F-O-X dot podbean, B-E-A-N dot com for all the uh, previous shows and this week's show as well. And until then, thanks for listening.